Welcome, Ginevra Zavagli, to the show this this morning. Thank you so much for coming on. We know you have practiced a little bit this afternoon. So first things first, before we get started, how are you doing on this fine morning? Okay, first of all, I wanted to thank you guys for just asking me to come here and just be part of this of amazing course. thing that you're doing with the podcast. Uh, I'm doing great. Had a nice weekend. Went to the city yesterday. Um, doing great. Excited for the season. Yeah, that, that is amazing. You just... Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago or last week no. last week, last week yep yeah. you just finished up the columbia classics mm -hmm. so yeah. what were some of the takeaways that uh you had from that long weekend out there okay it was a really long weekend uh, the last tournament that we played was end of october so a good four months ago um it was hard to get back at it um i was mentally exhausted like first yeah. round this week that week um that tournament was 18 18 18 Mm -hmm. uh, we usually play 36-18, so it was kind of like a longer weekend, but technically it should be easier because you're not, you know, playing for 12 hours in a day. Right. But since it was the first tournament back after four months, it was exhausting, I'm mm -hmm. not going to lie. So what I took away from that tournament is that, you know, it's like running, it's like doing cardio, you just have to keep doing it because if you don't do it for a month or like even just three weeks then you just kind of miss like you lose um that thing and uh so it was hard to get back into it it was mm -hmm. nice though weather was really nice it was sunny obviously florida windy but good we had a great time first tournament with the new coach new freshman um one of our freshmen it was her first ever round of collegiate golf um wow. so it was big for her and it was nice to see her go and like finish her round we were all there for her uh, so it was a really nice weekend. Golf-wise, for me, it wasn't the best tournament. Um, also, first tournament of the season, so mm -hmm. uh, the semester. But just happy and can't wait to go play GCU next weekend. Absolutely. That's a crazy layoff, I think, for any sport, just to have four months off between tournaments. Because in the fall, what does that fall schedule look like for you guys? Because you guys are out and about almost every weekend playing in different tournaments, right? Yeah, for us, fall is very intense just because we don't have that much time because it gets really cold um, end of October, November, and we don't ever go play like in the, in the south. So we went, it was Delaware. It was end of October last tournament. It was really cold already. So, yeah, we have tournaments every every weekend every other week max mm -hmm. we played four tournament um this past fall it was a great season for me should my best score three yes. under one there tournament, you go one love that go. uh so it was really nice but yeah it's very intense and then you just go from playing every single day for two months and a half to you know just practicing and not playing tournaments so it's like a big change that's what, for sure. Let's talk about a little three underscore first. For those of you who don't know, three <laughs> under. Yeah. Is that, so that's 70, 70 69? 69. What's, so that's but for awesome. me, I actually consider, because we played this tournament, was supposed to be 36 18, mm -hmm. but it was like a country club golf course that you mm -hmm. usually play in carts because it's very long, like the distance from a hole, like a tee box to the green of the next hole, it's very long, so it takes a lot of time to walk. And like college golf is just takes forever <laughs> it's forever practice round might take us even seven hours to play because wow. uh, people are just hitting balls to the green par threes so it's a nightmare so we were not able to finish um the second 18 that day and we had to play six more holes the day after 
So mm. the last day we played 27. Um, so you finished those ones and started? Instead of 18, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Not, uh, not less than 27, uh, but whatever. And so, you know, it was more than 18, and actually I made a birdie for those holes that I had left from the day before. So I consider it as a four under in, like, 25 holes. All right. That's incredible. So that was great. That must have felt pretty good. Yeah, it felt so good. And it just <laughs> went by like this super quick because yeah. I wasn't hit at that many shots. So um, it was really nice, really good. Well, what's nice, I guess, in golf when you're doing well, it's just quick because then it's like yeah. one to the next, the next, the next, the next. Yes, and it's quick. Having a little experience, I have some mm-hmm. relatives that have been in the golf and whatnot. Like, they are long, long days like, beyond the golf course, especially if, like, those long, like, 18 mm-hmm. holes, long greens, you're walking, yes. waiting for everyone. So I get the mental grind of that. I can I can see that not being it, but I can see that for sure. So yeah. obviously when you're rolling, it's probably super, super nice. Yeah, it's 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 nice. It's great. And that week we were also in teams of, like, um, fours. We usually play in groups of three. That okay. week was four. Oh, so it was even longer. <laughs> and, like, you with baseball, um, mm-hmm. Jonathan, you probably know, like, you're out there for a long period of time, even when you have double headers. But, mm-hmm. you know, you go – and play and then go out right whatever. Right, right. Uh, for us instead it's just like just keep you're going, there keep and for 12 hours yeah and you really don't stop yeah so um, it's more of it's really like a mental game and if you don't play golf and you're not actually there playing you really like you don't realize it because mm. um, even with my dad when he used to follow me um, when I was playing back home in Italy or just we were just going around traveling uh, for tournaments he used to follow me and when I had when I hit a bad shot or wasn't a great day for me he was mad at me it's just like I could see maybe I wasn't hitting the green his frustration like you're frustrated imagine me <laughs> that I'm playing and I'm there like you don't realize it until you're actually playing right and I don't know we, we can probably talk to the mental game of golf later on before mm-hmm. we can talk about your home home life and whatnot yeah. too but not even like the mental game of golf from like shot to shot, but just the grind of it is throughout the entire day and maintain yeah. the focus and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that a little bit later. I know yeah. you want to get into your background home life mm-hmm. in Italy. So yeah, go ahead, please. So we'll, we'll get into the Grand Canyon invite in a little bit, but mm-hmm. let's talk about before coming to Seton Hall real quick. Mm-hmm. So what was it like playing high school golf in Italy? Um, so uh, how can I say this? Uh, golf is not like a popular I mean when I was in high school it wasn't really that popular like middle school so when I used to tell my professors oh I'll be missing class this week because I'm leaving they were like oh okay they were kind of me because they didn't Mm. really know what golf was all about yes they couldn't really understand so it was kind of frustrating for school and just like leaving and then have to you know do everything but it was really nice. I was part of the national uh, Italian national team. I won a national title, uh, so that was great. Mm-hmm. It was my only win really back home, but it was a big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really nice. It was right before COVID, and um, it was really good. I traveled um, everywhere in Italy. Every week I was in the car with my dad, and we were driving up in the north. Um, so driving six hours up towards Milan or six hours down to go to Puglia or Sicily, um, Sardinia, Mm. um, all those places. It was amazing. Um, My dad really supported me uh, during those years. He really wanted me to succeed, and it was was really nice. 
I just really enjoyed playing uh, there. At first, I didn't have that many friends there. I'm not gonna lie, at my golf club, so I didn't really enjoy it. Mm. But um, once I moved to another golf club, I met people, and so um, then I stopped going around with my dad, and also went and traveled just with my friends. Um, mm-hmm. So it was even better. And then just going out and play. Um, courses in Italy are just amazing. My favorite one is in Venice, um, my dad's hometown, and it's like a very classic golf course. I like classic golf course with the tree lines on the side of the fairway. Not that hilly, um, kind of flat, um, but yeah, I'm really grateful, to be honest, that I played golf those years, and I never gave up. It was just like play, 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 because I knew that somehow that would have helped me in the future. And now here I am. Here we are on the podcast. (laughs) And I wanted to mention, I was like, if these, I bet if your teachers knew about the golf courses you're playing on, they would understand. (laughs) If they haven't seen these beautiful golf courses, like, oh, I'm going to miss miss some time to go golf. Like, okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they saw, if they knew, like, okay, yeah, go Mm -hmm. do what you got to do. And I think, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, it was, so last not when was it? Went over winter break. I was actually at the supermarket uh, with my mom doing grocery shopping, and I see one of my professors um, from from high school, and he's like, "Oh, um, have you been? Like, how's life now? Where are you studying?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm actually studying in the United States." And he's like, "In the United States?" I'm like, "Yeah, I got a full scholarship for golf." And he's like, "Oh, really? You get scholarships for golf?" he's like oh yeah i have some uh students who took it for soccer but i had no idea golf like was a thing wow yes no way yes (laughs) and then um i remember middle school elementary school um my one of my professors um for like you know in schools you do like volleyball there's like your um gym sports professor kind of don't even know how to call it in english um and he would give me such a hard time about the fact that I was playing golf. He was like, golf is not a sport. No golf way. Golf is not a sport. Yeah. And for my final exam, um, I had to, in Italy, uh, you have to bring, you have to find a topic and just um, being able to talk about that topic in all of your subjects. And you also have to connect that subject. So like um, a gym or whatever. Right. Um, and I wanted to bring women in go- women's in golf. Sure. I couldn't. I couldn't. I had to bring volleyball. Because he thought it yeah, wasn't a it sport? Yeah, it wasn't a sport. No way. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. you can could, you could make the – actually, I'm not going to go down that road. So you can make the <laughs> argument like where – like the the yeah. presence of women's golf. Yeah. Like obviously women's volleyball is big, but women's golf, like you, you, LGPA mm-hmm. tour, all this stuff. Like, yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, and now it's just getting bigger. So – Growing up, it was really hard because people wouldn't take me seriously when I said, oh, yeah, I play golf. Like, you know, especially men. Mm. Like I, But um, so it, it was hard because I was like, oh, I feel kind of stupid, you know. But now, look at you who, now. But now who cares? I'm here. Yeah, so. <laughs> look at you now. Here we yeah. are. Awesome. All right. Yeah, that, that is amazing. So what did the recruiting process look like for you? Like what did it look like coming here from Italy to America? Um, just talk to us about that process. It was a relatively long process. Um, I found out about st- like the United States and this you know, opportunity of coming here from Ludovica, um, my <laughs> former teammate. Um, we were at a tournament, and she, I was there with her talking to my dad, and she told him 
I'm going to the United States. I took a scholarship for golf and I'm going. Mm -hmm. So my dad was like, oh, you're doing that too. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, okay, let's see, let's try. Because, you know, I had had a life back home and Mm -hmm. I knew what I had, but I didn't know what I was I was gonna find here, so you know what you leave, but and you don't know what you're gonna find. Sure. So then, um, she just talked to this um, agency, like um, it's called College Sports America. There are so many, um, but I just went for that one. I just we just paid a certain amount of money to them, and they created a profile for me uh, with all my info, all my stats, averages, everything, videos of me putting, chipping, hitting longer shots, driving range, everything. And you just tell them, I just told them, yeah, you know, I prefer to be on the East Coast rather than the West Coast, uh, um, next to, near to a big city, um, school with the good academics, because, you know, it's obviously very important academics. And so they just put you in contact with different um, coaches from different um, universities. And uh, I just had a couple of interviews with uh, these coaches, FAU, GCU, actually. They came to watch me also play in um, Sweden uh, when I went to play the Annika Invitational there. Um, and then other, other schools, um, even on the West Coast, but I just didn't go there. And then I I talked to Coach Desjardins, um, Natalie, and I just really loved it. I thought, okay, I'm next to, like, I'm right by New York City. Right. Um, academics is great, so I'm just going to go there. I know it's going to be cold, uh, so it's going <laughs> to be it's gonna be hard to play golf. But for me, I would say the most important part was academics Hmm. um and just have you know something that was 50 50 kind of thing because some of the university i talked to were more like on the golf side um so i was like no i'm gonna go to a 50 50 school Hmm. and so i found this one signed the papers i was supposed to come visit but i couldn't oh you should never visit beforehand no wow because i signed right before covid Okay. So then I was supposed to come and visit, but then um, coach texted me and she's like, okay, no, you can come visit because we know that Italy now, there's a lot of COVID there. So we don't want you to come because in America wasn't really like a big thing yet. So I said, okay, (laughs) fine. Uh, (laughs) And then also my freshman year, I didn't take any classes because of the time difference because of COVID, Uh, we were in lockdown. Sure. So... My academic advisor, Amanda, told me, don't take any classes because it's going to be super hard for you with the time difference. You'll be taking classes super late and like at night, yeah. which like 2 a.m. Yeah. Mm. So I didn't take any classes that semester. And then when I got here, you know, it was hard because I didn't know anyone. And then mm. the first two months, I basically spent them in quarantine because <laughs> yeah. everyone on my team was, you know, getting COVID or was leaving with someone who got covid yeah so it was hard yeah you know you're fresh you come as a freshman you don't know anyone and you don't even have that chance right. to meet mm-hmm. anyone so it was hard but the recruitment process was long yeah yeah, yeah. I, we definitely we call those times the dark ages the dark ages. we, we yes. refer to those dark ages but yeah. i i feel for all the people that came in during that time because mm-hmm. the time that we had like in the calf to meet other student athletes yeah. and to be in the dorms and be in interact like though like that whole grade didn't have that 
kind of experience or to the degree that like other yeah. grades had it. Yeah. So it just made it even tougher to like develop those relationships quicker. Obviously, you develop mm -hmm. them more yeah. more over time, but yeah. Yeah, it, um, I started like making friends sophomore end of sophomore year because yeah. it takes you a little time to get to know people so and then with traveling and everything you really can't right, right. everyone's in season so it was it was hard but i was lucky that um anna uh she came her sophomore year and we got really close nice so that was that was great that whole process like even still even the year after the dark ages yeah was still in limbo because we were still i don't know if you remember like it was less restrictions but still kind of restricted like you have to walk around in classes with masks still yeah, yeah. we still had changed i think practice schedule still so the <clears throat> props to you for getting through that whole process yeah. you're leaving your home country to come yeah. here and like look yeah. at where you're at now yeah. as a senior doing some fantastic things so mm -hmm. one more thing before we go into the seton hall uh aspect of things here so mm -hmm. what impact did your family have on you when you made that move to moving to the united states uh, we talked to Ina last week or two weeks ago mm -hmm. now about it, and she's like, uh, she talked about how impactful her family was to like pushing her to make that move. So, what what was the impact for your uh, family? Um, my mom and my dad really wanted me to come here. Uh, I was a little skeptical, as I, uh, skeptical as I said, because you know I, I didn't know anyone. Yeah, it's super, unknown. Super far away from my family, and uh, I'm really close to them, uh, especially my sister, because I have a younger sister. So I was like, I don't know if I really want to go there. Mm. Like, what am I going to do there? I don't right. know anyone. I have to speak a language that is not my first language. Yeah. I was so anxious about that. I was like, people are not going to understand what I'm trying to say, what I want to say. It was hard. But they really pushed me since, like, the time that they found out that there was I had, I had this opportunity. My dad was like, you have, to, you have to go. You have to make this experience. Just do it for, you know, your personal experience for yourself and um for my mom it was really hard uh she she was like crying the first time i got here she was like it, i'm crying i'm so sad because i'm really close to her so it was sad my sister to be honest i don't know if she really missed me like you know younger siblings you can't really understand if they're happy that you're gone <laughs> and so they have all attention for them uh, or if they actually miss you um but i think she missed me i think so too. Uh, I, imagine I, that. I think she missed me um <laughs> But it was nice. Everyone was super happy, even my grandma. My father's, my family is really small. Not like, you know, we would imagine a big Italian family. No, opposite. It's really small and all women, except for my yeah. dad. So uh, everyone was very supportive in the entire process. And in the end, they let me decide what I want to do. Um, so I'm really glad because some, some families, they, you know, you don't really have a choice. Mm. Um, they want you to do something because they think it's best for you. They knew it was the best thing for me, but still let me decide uh, what I wanted to do. So I'm really grateful. And when I got here, I thought I was going to be super sad and like miss them every day. But it wasn't really like that. Like, obviously, I miss them. But from um, the other stories of the girls on the national team, um, they were like, oh, yeah, for the first two months, I cried every day. So, you know, I was listening to the stories, and I was like, I don't know if I really want to go if I'm going to be crying every day. But then I got here. Um, Aina was the first person I met. Mm -hmm. And so then 
my mom was like, oh, you never call me. Why aren't you calling me? Why are you telling me where you are? I'm like, I'm actually having, like, out uh, with some friends, like my, my first friend here. Mm. Um, so it, it was nice. But everyone was super supportive. I love my family. So Awesome. That is amazing. So when you get to go back home, what are some of the things that you look forward to when you make that trip back? Food. I was that was stole my thing that Oscar was like ask her about the food difference. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, food is the first thing. I one week before I go there, my mom um, asks me, "What do you want for when you go back?" Because um, I always take morning flights, like night flights, so I get there in the morning. Sure. Um, so I have like a full day of good meals. Like you know, not <laughs> one for dinner. No, I have lunch. Uh, snack, dinner, nice. dessert, everything. Awesome. Um, so definitely food, and then see my three best friends. When when you leave and you go to another country, I feel like the only friendships that you still have when you go back are the real ones. And um, when I came back after my freshman year, I realized that not all the people that I thought were my friends were actually my friends. Interesting. Because, you know, you don't really, you live a different life, um, go out with other people, meet other people. So you kind of leave everything in the past. Um, and it's hard to keep those friendships going um, unless they really mean a lot to you. Um, so my best friends, we go out and it's really nice. And then to see my dogs. I love my dogs. And I really love also to go, what I look forward is like go back, eat healthy food, and then go for my daily walks. I'm a very, like, I love walking. Awesome. Um, and I live right next to Villa Borghese, that it's the main park in Rome. Okay. Awesome. Um, so I leave my house and just walk, and I do like this walk that it's one hour and 15 minutes. Um, Got down to science. <laughs> yeah, so an hour and 15 minutes if I walk fast. Otherwise, it's one hour and a half. Um, with my dog, uh, I bring the, the, the male, uh, not the female. And uh, we just go for like this one hour and 15 minute walk. And it's just beautiful because I go and I feel so relaxed. And then I go to the Terrazza del Pincho that it's like this viewpoint where you see the Vatican, um, Piazza Venezia, they're like the main, um, you know, buildings, like monuments that you just see. So mm-hmm. I go there and I realize, oh, I'm so lucky. Yeah. I've been, I've spent so many years of my life here, but you don't really appreciate when you spend that much time there instead leaving, coming here and then going back there after five months, six months. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm lucky. So mm-hmm. that definitely that. Yeah, I was saying, like, giving you guys show us some photos afterwards at the lookout points. Like, yes. I, I, I imagine you have some photos mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, yeah, I do. And the dog, too, of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to make a trip out to Italy. This sounds wonderful. Like, yeah. I, I need to get across. Uh, yes. I got to get out of the United States. For the food, States. too. For oh the my food, goodness. too. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever been to the United States? I have not, no. Yeah, so maybe me and you both will make a trip out to Europe. Podcasting and... trip. We'll fly out. <laughs> uh, when um, Oscar came to visit me this summer, and he was just amazed he loved it and i was like oh so this is how it feels because as i said you don't really realize it by by going out with him and just seeing him how amazed he was i was like oh this must be amazing for someone who has never been out of the united states and just come here first place to you go visit it's rome italy and like when you go to the vatican inside and you see the sistine chapel and everything right you're just like wow Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Pretty cool. That seems really special. Maybe we'll ask uh, our sports director, Mike Federico. <laughs> we'll make it a sports trip. You should. Trip. You should. See if we get out to Europe. Uh, maybe. We'll see. Put on the WSA car. See what happens. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. We'll see. So let's talk about your playing career here at Seton Hall. So what are some of the things that you've enjoyed the most about being a part of the Seton Hall community? It's a very... I would say it's a small community, so you pretty know everyone, and everyone is so nice. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone is so kind of you. You're just walking around Student Center, or you're just here at the rec, and you see someone telling you, oh, great job this weekend. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're like, oh, I didn't even know. Like, you were looking at the stats or the results, or they tell you, good luck this weekend, and it just feels like, oh, so everyone is interested in what everyone else does, and mm-hmm. it's very nice. I didn't expect that, to be honest with you, but it's really nice. I feel supported by everyone, even the person that I, the people that I don't talk to that much, but it's just um, really nice. Everyone, everyone is amazing here. Hmm. Small community, you know, everyone. And then as for my golf career, the thing I love the most is just traveling. Uh, we every season we go to different places except for South Carolina we always go to South Carolina at least once a semester uh, <laughs> <laughs> and for spring break uh, but it's really nice we get to see so many places and just like we play on beautiful golf courses mm. designed by amazing players and you just go see uh, my favorite one is probably Baileyon it's right by it's like in New York City, um, not really New York City, but you just see everything. You have this wow. like view on New York City, and it's just amazing. It was very windy, but worth every single minute in the wind and in the cold. So yeah, just seeing so many different places, and then also you get to meet a lot of people when you go and play tournaments. There are many international uh, student athletes uh, and also other teams, so it's nice to make those friendships last Last year, we played at Georgia, and um, I met this girl who was going to visit Italy a couple of months, like that summer, so this past summer. And we spent literally 12 hours, because it was a 36-round day. (laughs) She was asking me how to say things in Italian, and she would write them on her stat sheet. uh, (laughs) And was like, oh, so how do you spell this word? So I would spell it for her. And every hole, so she learned probably like 40 new words, 36 new words, wow. and it was nice. And our friendships that last, because then when she went to Italy or the months before she had to go there, she texted me and asked me, oh, so are you going to be there? Um, I wasn't there, unfortunately, so I didn't meet her. But it was really nice because mm-hmm. then you just talk to those people. Mm-hmm. And it's very competitive. Mm-hmm. Everyone is super competitive. I'm a competitive person. So... You know, when you play with people that are good, the level is really high. Right. Um, so you go out and play against these amazing um, girls um, that hit the ball really close to the hole. So obviously you want to <laughs> you want to hit you want to hit birdies too. You want to make birdies. Right. Um, so it's nice because we push each other to play great golf. Mm. So that's nice. That's awesome, and it's kind of like a cool like camaraderie outside just the competitiveness. Even like obviously yeah. you're you're competing to get birdies and do the best score yeah. you can with each other, but it's also like a human side of this, like, oh, like what she, she was learning, like Italian. She was so mm-hmm. interested in that. And she yeah. wanted to go, like, oh, you're here and all yeah. that. That's a really cool thing that you learn through just the experience of being a student athlete yeah. and golfing. So that's really, really neat. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous of both of you for all the travel you guys get to do. Like, <laughs> all the pictures that you guys, like, send of, like, oh, we're 
like this past weekend, you guys were in South Carolina. Oh, we're here right. playing Michigan State, Iowa, and Mary Mack, and you guys will travel to South Carolina, Florida, uh, Georgia, yeah. Arizona, Arizona. Yeah. Like, and we we stick around here, like, and nothing, not, not knocking the Northeast, but it would be nice to go down <laughs> to Florida for a little bit, or South Carolina <laughs> or a little bit, but we'll see, you know. Guys, uh, I mean, you went on a training trip. That yeah. is true. We did go on a week week long training trip to Florida. That was nice. That was I guess nice. a, I guess for a golf and baseball, like the outside sports, may look different yeah. than like the swim inside. So yeah. maybe gotta, I'm not sure what the next step is there to get, get a little more <laughs> travel and swim. But maybe maybe yeah. we make it all outdoors and, and say, <laughs> oh, it's too cold in the Northeast. We gotta go. We gotta yeah. go to, to, to California and swim out there. That'd be awesome. But uh, no, I don't think that's gonna come anytime soon. But anyway, um, never you never know. That maybe is in true. In the future, yeah. maybe in a couple of years. Yeah, maybe. Outdoor and indoor seasons. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that'd be that'd be insane. Um, so, what is some of the things that you've improved upon in your golf game since coming uh, to college and playing college golf? I would say a short game. Uh, here, it's very important, um, especially because here, uh, fairways and the golf courses here in the United States are very wide. Um, greens also are really big, but sometimes they're really small a lot of par fives so you need to have a really good short game to okay. make that to like assure that birthday um so definitely a short game and then just the mental aspect of it you play for many hours so you have yeah. to be really good at being present so definitely that and also with the years and just experience i noticed that i don't want to say that if you it's not careless, but if you're just less into your head and just like, you know, go a little bit more with the flow kind of thing, you just perform so much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's crazy if you are there saying, oh, I have to make a birdie. Oh, I have to make a par now. And you just think of the score. You're never going to, you're yeah. never going to should like under par. Yeah. So definitely that not, not thinking too much. Because if you think too much, then um, you're just not gonna you're just not gonna hit a good a good shot. Uh, and I really notice the difference because when I'm very nervous, I just you know especially on my uh, on the greens like putting, I I I miss. There there's nothing to say. Instead, when I just go there and I tell myself, okay, you're gonna make this, just mm-hmm. do it. Um, and my routine is way shorter than I make the putt. So even, I would say, self-talk, it's very important um, because sometimes you don't get to talk a lot to your playing partners because everyone's doing their own thing. Um, So it really depends who you end up with. And if you end up in a group where girls don't talk, then it's going to be a long day. So sometimes I have these conversations by myself. We were talking about it um, two days ago um, with the girls and our new coach Sarah um we generally have like full conversations and (laughs) people look at us uh like spotters and stuff and they're like what is she doing uh but that's very important because it keeps you present Mm. and it's important that it's a positive self-talk so even when you have to motivate yourself when you hit a bad shot so I would say even when you get out of a green and you got a bogey it's important that you tell yourself positive things and when you get on a hole that you know it's hard that maybe you scared the day before you hit it in the water it's very important that you say 
I'm going to hit it in the fairway and not, oh, God, I'm scared I'm going to hit it in the water. Right. Like, don't hit it in the water, you know. Don't put the um, negative uh, yes. word in front. You always have to say the sentence is the positive. Yeah. Um, so I learned that, too. That's awesome. That's I'm, awesome. I'm really glad we're touching upon the mental game. I know for yeah. golf, we've talked about it with Coach Harper mm-hmm. uh, coming on and uh, with Gregor a little bit as well, yeah. alumni episode, how golf being like one of the sports, if all sports have the mental game, I mentioned that before, but golf in particular. Yeah. I like that, what you just said about how, I think it was a little early on, it's like not, like it's not not caring, it's like caring enough, mm-hmm. caring enough not to care like yes. in some ways, to yes. have that balance, yeah. to keep going, so you're not so tight about like one shot and then, think oh don't hit this one in the water it's going to go in the water more yeah. often than not yeah. but if you just keep kind of focus on the positive mm-hmm. self-talk like i got this one right on the green boom go do it and you mentioned your routine yeah i hope it's okay if i can ask like, hey yeah. what what is like your routine look like um i know that probably different for each golfer but it's like a simple like cue like a self-talk thing go hit it or it's more intricate than that uh i use a lot visualization mm-hmm. um you know, I kind of pretend I'm on the track man and I just see that line of how the ball is going to oh, curve cool. yeah. at the same time um, at this, and also on the green. So if there is a putt breaking right to left, I just imagine that little line that they show sometimes uh, when you watch golf on TV uh, of how the putt is going to break. And that helps me a lot. And then another thing that I started doing last semester after we talked about Dr. Price, um, this wave exercise that is a breathing exercise that's supposed to like lower your heartbeat. Because I had some problems last year. My hands were shaking when I was nervous, especially first tournament uh, at Princeton. It was awful i was playing really good i had this pot for birdie and i don't know why i was very nervous and my hands were shaking like my putt was shaking like this and it happened a couple of times so i was like i have to do something about this and since i started doing that um with exercise it's going great that's awesome it helped me a lot it never happened again so even breathing it's very important and then a thing that i do for every single shot is when I'm back in my think box, because we have the think box and the play box. Think box, before I go and take my stance on the ball, I just breathe in and then just like, and then I go mm. inside, you know. Um, it feels like I'm leaving everything behind. Like, I know what I have to do. I thought about the shot. The moment I exhale, I'm ready. Like, mm. there's nothing in my head. I'm just going to do it. I, lo- awesome. I love that. The yeah. think box. What, so it's the think box and play, play box. box. Yeah, I that's that, what they always taught us at the national team. But that's awesome. And I think that can apply to baseball, to swimming, oh, maybe yeah. even like, to all yeah. sports. Like, you know, you're thinking consciously, and then you get in the box, just subconscious. You've done all the work yes. already. Yeah, because you already thought about it in the think box. So now I just literally have just to do play it. it. Yeah, yes. it's simple. It almost like it's it simplifies it. Yeah. That's a really cool analogy. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned... I know we're trying to go down progression here in time-wise. Mm-hmm. The national team. I wanted to touch upon your kind of experiences yeah. there. Uh, Italian national team, no yeah. big deal or anything like that. Um, Talk about your experiences. It was great. It, it, I always saw these girls, like, you know, when I went around and played tournaments wearing the uniform. This yeah. light blue hat mm-hmm. with the little Italian flag here on the, on the T-shirt, on the shirt. And I was like, oh, man, I want to be in that uniform so bad. Like, I just want to go around with them, practice with them, practice with their coaches, do everything that they do. So 
then I worked, practiced a lot, and finally I got this email saying, "Oh, you, would you come to this training、um, trip, like retreat that we do? Because we do three、um, tra- training retreats a year,、mm-hmm. uh, and this was the one at the beginning of the year, so it was January, like literally the day after、uh, New Year's Eve,、okay. uh, second of January. They tell you, okay." Training tree retreat for four days.、Uh, it was tough. My first ever was really tough because it's five days off golf. You wake up in the morning at five thirty. You go for a run at six in the morning. Even、oh. if it's pitch black outside, they bring you out and you run in the rain. Um, super hilly course, so you're literally running like this, up and down, <laughs> and I hate running. <laughs> I'm not a running person. The walking, not I'm, the I'm running. I'm about the walking.、Yeah. The with, walking with the dog. With walking the dog. fast, like you know, <laughs> super fast, but I can't run. So, I was like, oh my god, this is hard. But then the second day got better, and then you just do this little run in the morning, and then you practice. For four hours, you have a lunch break, and then you practice for another five hours. Okay. And then you have、um, you do some、um, strain、uh, conditioning in the afternoon before dinner. So it's very hard, but you know the the, the girls that get out of that team when you you leave the team and you just go to college, they're all amazing,、mm. great players, and. They teach you so many things. You have this、um, four coaches,、um, three, four, three coaches, each one for a different part of your game. So you have the short game coach, the、um, uh, long game, like driving range, putting, and they're so specific about everything that you really like learn so many things. So when I finally, I was finally part of the team. I was so happy about it because I was like, "Oh my God, I made it!" Like all the hard work,、right. sacrifices that I made, they paid off because I'm there. So, yeah, and actually, when I won that national title, I wasn't even part of the team yet. So after I won the、oh, wow. national title, yeah, and I I played because it was match play,、mm-hmm. so I played against girls that were already on that team,、okay. and I beat all of them.、Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so. And、then after that, they were like, "Oh, okay, we want you." <laughs> we want you. And then it was nice because I went to Sweden with them,、um, played the Annika Invitational with Annika. Oh my god! It, we it, there was a clinic and she was just hitting shots. It was amazing. So it's very like an it's an amazing experience being part of that team.、It、That's was, awesome. It sounds amazing. Just one quick question before we move on to academics、yep. here: Did you get to play against or play with anybody that you're now playing here with here at Seton Hall? So Ina did a crazy thing. She played in this tournament in Ireland at a tournament where Emily was,、yeah. and they they didn't play against each other, but they saw each other, and then months later they were teammates <laughs> together. So did you play against anybody or play with anybody that you now play with here? So I used to play against Ludo.、Uh, oh, we played、awesome. in the same tournaments. I wasn't really close to her because she played.、Um, she's from Padova, so she's up north,、um, and I'm in Rome. But she was on the national team as well. But she left before I was part of it. So yeah, we split tournaments together, and then she texted me when she found out that I was going to Seton Hall because she's like, "Oh, I'm transferring there." 
awesome. so then my I'm, I'm lucky my freshman year i had her uh but then she got covid so she was really sick so i didn't really see her um and then yeah so many other girls um next week that i'm going to dcu i have a friend there uh who plays there and then some friends that play for maryland um st leo so, so I, cool. yeah, so, so many. Virginia, Great. Yeah, yeah, I have some friends at UCLA as well. So it, it's nice. We, they really tell you, they push you to go and play outside, like study in the United States. So all the girls that I know from that team, even younger than me, now like signed with schools in the United States. So basically like everyone is, it's co- it's yeah. coming here. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's let's talk about the academics here mm-hmm. as we are student athletes. So, yeah. so you're currently <laughs> pursuing your bachelor's degree in business administration, management and operations. So what are some of the things that you've enjoyed here getting your education at Seton Hall? You were you your professor like the professors here are all professionals, people that work at or worked uh, in that specific industry so you really get great advice from people that experienced it you know mm-hmm. it's not just someone that is teaching you that material it's someone that experience has experience so it's just amazing because of because of that and professors are so nice they tell you oh connect with me on linkedin and if you need anything um like letter of recommendations or just need some advice or simply like you want to work in that field they put you in contact with other people that they know so they're really supportive and it's not just something in the classroom but it's also outside of the classroom and uh, they really try to make an effort in like getting to know you and it's nice when you are at a school where your professor knows your name like you send him an email and he knows who you are sure um and this is because this is like a small school like relatively yeah. small school right but i think that's very important and especially if you're a student athlete they understand like mm-hmm. and they support you and the day after like the week after that you come back you're like oh how the tournament went so you know it makes you feel good cuz yeah. you're yes. doing good in the classroom but they also want you they want you to succeed in the classroom but they also want you to succeed outside of the classroom in your sport so i think that's very important because it makes the job so much easier for you yeah that is for sure that's all around every athlete that we've talked to say almost same sentiment of like every professor wants to get to know you no matter what and actually ask how you're doing how you're playing and stuff like that so has there been a class or a professor that's been most impactful to you hmm um three I want to say um my freshman and sophomore year my English professor uh we were a small class it was all international students it was me Sveti um near Raz Mons from soccer and also Matias so it was all of us and Chala um she was so supportive she was so nice um I had conversations with her she really made me feel comfortable and told me like you'll be fine in this experience like she was i think the first the only and first professor at the beginning of my experience here like my journey at uh, Seton hall mm-hmm. like she made it so much easier for me she told me you'll be fine mm-hmm. you're a great person you won't have any problems here so that helped me in this experience and then i would say karen boroff um, oh, nice. yeah. karen boroff she's just an amazing professor 
I loved her class last year. She, it's old school, like old style. She gives you everything in paper, and I like it because I don't like using my yeah. computer. So having everything written down, it's amazing. And she is more of like a professor who, I don't know how to say it. Um, the material that it's on the book, she kind of brings it to like real life um, things. So it's a lot of reading articles, journals. So everything is applied to real life, everything that you study right. um, and gives you a really good idea of how the world works. Um, so that's great. And then um, John Boylan. Okay. I've had it. I had this is my third class that I have with him for human resources. He has so much experience. Um, I almost want to work for Verizon now because he <laughs> <laughs> he retired from Verizon, and um, he worked there for so many years. And it's just great. Gives so much great advice. Like everything that he tells you, it's the, the and everything he says. You actually think of those things, and you're like, oh my god, that's so right. Mm. Um, so a lot of like mature advice, um, that always helps, you know? Yeah. I, I think what you said is spot on and a lot of people mentioned it, how, and you just mentioned what the experience the professor has, not just yeah. teaching the information, like they've done a lot. Yeah. So they also have that insight of like, okay, this is how it actually is in the real world. Mm -hmm. And with Karen Boroff, like she, she does like, I think field trips, I believe. Yes. And like puts on the different events and whatnot. Yeah. So like doing like actual hands-on things mm -hmm. outside of the classroom, which is really, really cool. Yeah. I need that she does that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I love it. I went on a field trip to the Short Hill Malls last year. It was nice because like you're, you're basically, it's not like doing an internship, but you just go and see how mm -hmm. the real world uh, works and how you have to work hard. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to succeed. So she gives you that little, like, you know, um, she gives you a little taste of what you'll find after, uh, what is waiting for you after you graduate from college. Right, so right. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. So we're going to enter our last two segments here. So first things first, we have advice to a pirate. So what advice would you give to freshman or sophomore student athletes that may have struggled during their first or second game of their college careers and are looking to make a bounce back in their next game? Just keep doing what you're doing. If you're here, it means that you're good at your sport. You know what you have to do. And just keep trying. Like maybe you succeeded before coming here and now you're just having a hard time. But you know the work that you have to do to succeed. So you're just going to succeed. You just have to keep going, never give up. And sometimes just, you know, Careless, go more with the flow, as, like we, that. as we said. That's the motto for this <laughs> right a, here. That's like the that. motto. Um, so, yeah, if you've done it once, you're going to do it twice because you know the work that you have to put in. You've done it. It's like riding a bicycle. Mm. You know how to do it. It's inside you. So you just have to work harder to, you know, make it come yeah. out of you. Amazing. Yeah. No, I, I think there's, like, in high school, like, you put in a certain amount of work, and then, like, then you're good there. And then you get to college. It's like a step up. Yeah. And there's more work that has to be done kind of mm -hmm. thing. And it's just more of an adjustment. And it's sometimes mm -hmm. a hard adjustment, but I like yeah. that. You just got to keep on going. And also adapt to new situations. Because mm. from someone who came here during COVID time, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can tell you, adapt to new situations because you're never going to find the perfect situation. Mm. Um, That's awesome, yeah. Nothing is, nothing is perfect. You have to be flexible, adjust, um, and, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Amazing. So let's get into our last segment here. Walk the plank. Uh, these are going to be shorter, quicker based questions, but if you have an explanation, please feel free to. So mm. when you're going back home, what is your favorite meal? Carbonara. Pasta carbonara. Oh, that's yummy. Can we get an explanation of what that is for my own sake? I'm sorry, I think you know. I, I, think, you know. I um, think you would know what it is. So it's um, this pasta. You, you usually do spaghetti okay. with it. Um, or rigatoni. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, And um, you basically, it's eggs, parmesan cheese, tons of parmesan cheese, that, <laughs> and then guanciale that it's It's kind of like bacon, but it's not really bacon. Okay. I don't know what the... I don't even think there is an explanation for, like, a translation in mm-hmm. English. It's okay. called just guanciale. It's very good, but it's kind of like bacon, but you have to cut it in, like, thicker um, cubes, like, pieces. Got it. And uh, basically what you do, you don't cook the eggs. They're raw. So you put them, um, just the red part of the egg, in a bowl, like, plate. Um, tons of Parmesan cheese. You kind of, like, mix everything together at salt, pepper, uh and then you while the water is boiling and it's like cooking you have to take some of the water of the pasta inside you know when it kind of gets wide on yep. top yeah, yeah you take a spoon or two of that water you put it in the plate and you make uh, the eggs and the parmesan cheese more of like a cream like a softer cream interesting mm-hmm. all right then uh you take the pasta you put it in the plate with the egg and everything. And if you want to make it even more yummy, you have to take, you have to put the bacon in the pan to cook. No oil, no anything, because it's going to be super greasy. So you don't need to add anything. Right. Uh, and you take some of the grease, like the oil from the bacon, mm-hmm. and you put it in the pasta and just mix it. So that's going to make it even more yummy. Wow, that is a homemade it's, meal right there. Yeah, it's yes. delicious. <laughs> um, you kind of already mentioned this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. This yeah. is from Oscar. Oh, God. food in Italy versus food in the U.S., which is better? I know the answer to this. Italy, 100. And give us like a little explanation. It's like, what what is it? Uh, the food in Italy, just like. Oh my God, that. people are gonna kill me for this. Um, I think most of the stuff that you eat here, or like, okay, I love burgers. Don't get me wrong, but if I go to an Italian restaurant and you tell me it's Italian, it's just like a bad version, mm. like a. They're trying just like to copy and make what like for me, chicken parm. I don't know what that is. We don't have it. We don't That's have great. it. Or That's if you tell me, oh, Italian food, and I'm like, calamari. That's not a that, thing. Yeah. That's, That's not a thing. Uh, but I have to say, the best. So pizza in Italy is really good, but a place in Hoboken, Artichoke has the best oh pizza, I think. Good shout out. since yeah. i got here in the united states that's the best pizza i've ever had okay well there shout out to them yes yeah hardest course that you ever played on Ooh. um oh my god this is hard i'll probably say biggies last year um south carolina a brand new course i don't remember the name now um it was a brand new course greens very firm fast um so that was really really hard it's like the kind of course where even if you have a pitching wedge in your hand you just have to give the ball so much spin because it won't stop on the green it won't stop it's just gonna roll out so that okay. was really really that was hard got it interesting yeah 
are you so i i worked i told uh coach harper about this but i worked with pga tour radio at sirius xm mm-hmm. and this was an everlasting debate almost on every other show are you a listener on the golf course a music listener there we go on the golf course like i listen to music yeah like do you have it playing through the carts do you have it on headphones do you have nothing are you just like the silence when like, like when i uh, when i'm practicing yeah. um i use headphones but just one Okay. Um, and just in my left ear, because um, I need to hear mm-hmm. uh, the sound that the ball makes. Interesting. Um, but I still don't want to be too focused too much in my head. I need like that little background um, mm-hmm. sound of music. So I wear just one, and um, I tend to hear to music that it's not too much EDM. I'm an EDM person, but it just messes up with my rhythm, especially in my putting. So I try to listen to music that is just a little bit more, you know, calm and not too much. Because sure. mm-hmm. so, yeah, otherwise yeah, yeah. it's just going to mess, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. mess with me. But, but yeah, I, I like listening to music. Okay. I sing on the chorus when I'm playing. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. You know, when you, just have, when you have just a song that is stuck in your head, I just oh, yeah. sing that Always. song. Love that. Um, so, yeah. Great. Right, so you're going down to the training room. Hot cu- hot tub, cold tub, or neither? Neither. I think I never, never, never done it. Really yes. interesting. That's first, first person. Yeah, yeah that's a first. I've been asking everyone this so far. Yeah. I try not to be in the training room. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> for too long. Once, uh, I I go just if I really have like a big problem. Mm-hmm. Like I went last year because my back was hurting, but I try not to spend much time in there. <laughs> <laughs> last one for me. In one word, describe your playing style. Calm. Why calm? I I am a calm person in, in general. Like that's how my personality is. I try not to get mad because even if I get mad, that's not gonna you know change what I should on the previous hole. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say calm, relaxed. Yeah. Amazing. Love it. That does that does it for me. Yeah. Gina, anything else you want to add before we wrap things up here? I had so much fun. I was oh, so nervous great. coming in, but <laughs> you guys made it so easy for me. So thank Glad, you for having me and for just giving space to student athletes to talk about their experience. Yeah. Um, I think it's it was a really good idea. So good job and oh, good luck. Thank you. We're, we're super glad that you hear that. And thank you for all of you done here, coming from Italy all the way here, having an awesome impact on the Seton Hall athlete community and Seton Hall as a whole. Um, we're following you, rooting for you throughout the spring season. and. Good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. You too for baseball and Thank for you, you now Thank end you. of the One season. Week, yes, but yeah. good luck to you through your Thank season. You. We'll be watching you and all the spring teams throughout the season. So that will do it from us. You'll yeah. hear us uh, next time, a little special episode coming out next week before Big East uh, for the summer. So that will be exciting. So until next time, we'll talk to you later.